Welcome back to Cause Talk Radio, another true story from True Story FM. I'm your host, Megan Strand with Engage for Good. You can find full show notes and additional resources for today's episode at engageforgood.com. Hey there, quick note before we get started today. If you haven't heard yet, new this year, we're giving you, our valued Cause Talk Radio listeners, a chance to become part of our inner circle that we're calling the Cause Crusaders. As you know, Cause Talk Radio is a listener-supported podcast, and we need your help to continue releasing great content each week. So for just $5 a month, you'll get access to episodes a full week early, the ability to view live streams of our guest recordings, and some other special bonuses along the way, including one from our guests today. You got to keep listening to hear what that is. So to get signed up, head over to truestory.fm forward slash cause crusaders and join us today. Well, hello, Allie Murphy, and happy, happy birthday. Today is your birthday. Whenever our listeners hear this, it will not be your birthday, but today it is your birthday. (laughs) So happy birthday. It is. I feel special. Thank you. You are special. Well, as you know, but our listeners probably don't, birthdays in our house revolve around food, especially when it's COVID and uh, you yeah. can't hang out with friends. So I've got food on my mind, which brings me to, as you like to say, I have a very important question for you, Megan. Okay, I'm ready. Food question. When you go on road trips, do you have a specific food that you always eat or a tradition around food on road trips? Um, no, because I'm a little bit high maintenance when it comes to food. So I kind of have to bring my own food because usually road food does not work for people who are gluten and dairy free. (laughs) That's fair. I bring my own snacks because I get hungry often. But (laughs) aside from that, uh, road trips in our house mean Taco Bell. We don't go very often, but road trips are like, oh, we get to go to Taco Bell. Yes. Well, why would you possibly be bringing that up today? Oh, I know, because coincidentally, we're going to be talking to Jennifer Bradbury, who is executive director of the Taco Bell Foundation, in just a moment. And I, first of all, I really just like talking to Jen Bradbury, but they have such a great point of sale campaign, and they have a really interesting scholarship program that they do for their employees and for young people in the community, and it allows... It's kind of like a non-traditional scholarship, so you don't have to be like Mm -hmm. the valedictorian of your class with 700 activities. It could be like, I want to go to film school, you know, like it's it's just a great program. So anyway, that's who we're going to be talking to today. So shall we jump right in and get Jen on the line? Yeah, let's get started. Hello, Jen Bradbury, and welcome to Cause Talk Radio. So great to have you here today. Thanks, Megan. I'm excited to be here. Well, let's start off today. I'm going to ask you to give our listeners a little bit of background about the focus of the Taco Bell Foundation um, and the primary ways you guys raise money each year. I know what it is, but I want to make sure our listeners know what it is. (laughs) Yeah, I'm super excited to tell everyone about it. So at Taco Bell, young people are truly our heart and soul. There are customers, there are employees, there are future leaders. So no cause is more important to our Taco Bell brand or the Taco Bell Foundation than supporting the passions and dreams of the youth. So the Taco Bell Foundation was started in 1992 with a focus on investing in the potential of America's young people through education programs and nonprofit partnerships to help young people realize their career goals and their educational aspirations. 
this May, we will actually be awarding $7.5 million in LiveMoss scholarship, which allows us to fulfill our commitment to award $21 million in scholarships by 2021. We're very excited about that. And then we also awarded $8 million in local grants uh, in 2020 that went towards organizations, 350 youth or youth serving organizations across the country, including groups like Boys and Girls Clubs, Junior Achievement, City Year, College Advising Corps. Um, and we're looking forward to doing about $9 million in grants this summer. Wow. So your, your second question, how do we do it? How do we fundraise? <laughs> so we accept donations year round through our Roundup program where customers quite simply round up their order total to the nearest dollar. Um, and then twice a year, we run national fundraisers. So we turn the excitement up a notch. We enhance the messaging and storytelling. And we really engage our team members in our restaurants as fundraising ambassadors. So that's where a lot of our funds come from, our customers and our team members working on it. And then we also fundraise through events um, with our owners and Taco Bell Corporate. Um, we have an owner's giving program, which asks owners to contribute to the foundation. And that allows us to support LiveMoss Scholarship for our restaurant employees, which is so important to us to be able to give back, back to our team members as well. And that was something that I just learned in a recent conversation with you. So I knew you guys do this big point of sale program. I knew Liv Moss um, is awarding scholarships to young people. And I knew there was like a Taco Bell employee component of Liv Moss. But I didn't realize Mm -hmm. that um, the specific funds raised by, is it corporate, go to the Liv Moss employee scholarships, right? So it's almost like different buckets. Yes. Okay. We keep them separate. So Live Moss Scholarship for team members is funded by Taco Bell Corporate and then our franchise community. Um, it's really important for us to take care of our own people. And then Live Moss Scholarship for the general public or consumers is that fun- the majority of the fundraising comes from customers to support that. Yeah, I didn't know that distinction. And that's, I mean, it's definitely taking care of your own. Yeah. <laughs> I remember last year, a video came out from one of your team members, Megan, who is an, I think, an aspiring art educator. Uh-huh. And that gave me goosebumps. And so to hear a little bit of the behind the scenes of the program is really awesome. Our students are incredible. Yeah, they're they're really awesome. So the Taco Bell Foundation and Taco Bell had a really interesting, like a lot of companies, point of sale fundraising year in 2020, thanks to you guessed it, the pandemic. Can you take us back to March and share a high-level overview of the pivots you made with this program and what happened? Yeah, we we had a big pivot in March. So when business shifted almost entirely to the drive-through when COVID hit, um, Taco Bell obviously had to make operational shifts as you know everyone was doing across their businesses. So um, one of those included making sure our fundraising strategies were easily accessible to drive through guests and easy for team members. And so at the height of the pandemic back in March, we saw that people in communities around the country were really struggling with food insecurity. Um, You know, I think that was, that was a huge piece with kids being out of school and not having access to their um, free and reduced meal programs. So recognizing the need, we um, knew we had resources to help. And so we made a really big decision to actually temporarily halt Roundup funds for Taco Bell Foundation and redirect them to support No Kid Hungry, which is, I'm sure as many people are familiar with, an organization that helps fight childhood hunger in underserved communities. So in addition to a million-dollar donation from the Taco Bell Foundation, um, we launched Roundup for them, and we were able to donate nearly a total of $5.5 million to No Kid Hungry. We ran a month-long promotion rounding up and raised 
four and a half million dollars from with customer money um, during that time. So it was really fantastic to be able to help so many kids in need. So because you didn't really have people come into stores, you were raising money at drive through, right? So um, you kind of introduced this by saying the way you raise money is through Roundup, but that hasn't always been the case, right? Like Roundup's kind of newer to your tool set. Can you just talk about Roundup? I'm a little bit of a, fan- a Roundup fanatic. So, you know, like five years ago, I was like, why isn't everybody rounding up? Like, it's kind of a no-brainer. And, you know, now a lot of people are. But I would love to hear, you know, what your progression has been. I know you've got some... And this is kind of getting into the weeds, but I'm sorry. I just love point of sale and I just love getting into the weeds here. But, you know, how did you do this at the drive through Was it cash-only transactions? Like, can you just take us through the nuances of the Roundup story? Yeah. So we've been... We would do a dollar donation for many years. We were asking customers to donate a dollar um, at point of sale, both in in the restaurant and um, at the drive through. Back in January of 2019, we started testing um, Roundup Roundup instead of a dollar ask. And so in 2019, it was a little bit of a hybrid, um, actually. And it was it was kind of because of a technology issue to some extent. It's not it's not you know we have old. Taco Bell's been around a long time, right? We have POS systems that have been around a long time and we have a franchise system and all these pieces. It wasn't so, it's just as easy as flipping a switch to change from asking for a dollar to round up. So it took quite an integrated effort across a lot of different teams to make it happen. But once we were able to round up, we've actually found that customers are much more willing and excited to round up than to donate a dollar. Our fundraising um, took a big increase <clears throat> from doing it that way. And then, um, we, so we've been doing Roundup now for two years and we were at about $40 million that we've raised through Roundup. So um, it, it's a successful program. I think our team members, it's so much easier for them to ask the question. Um, it's easier for customers to engage and those micro donations, it's just shocking what they truly add up to. I don't think, I don't think most customers walk into a store or go through a drive through and realize that, 40 cents could turn into 40 million dollars so well and i think you know the taco bell i don't know what your average transaction amount is but i can't imagine it's super super high so you know i mean 47 cents well our our average roundup is 47 cents i just meant like when you go to taco bell and make a purchase you're not spending 500 dollars that you might be willing to donate 10 dollars. you know like you're talking about a taco or some nachos or you know and so do you want to round up your change seems like "Eh, okay i could do that i mean and i remember yeah um in the early years of the america's charity checkout champions report we did the McDonald's coin collection campaign raised, I don't know, $27 million the first year we did it in nickels and dimes and quarters. And that's, you know, it's crazy. It really is crazy. So being able to integrate that roundup piece, I think is huge. Yeah. And we had canisters in our restaurants for many years for people to drop their change in. When we switched to roundup, we actually um, walked away from the canister program. It's a lot. It's very labor intensive to run a canister program. And and then um, it's, it's expensive to run it too, to be honest. And so Roundup, there's, you know, there's not a cost to to that once you get your POS system to um, have it integrated. Absolutely. And I think the other thing with Roundup as the newer person to the social impact space is that it's easy for consumers because it's like, do you want to round up? Yes, no. Versus a different type of campaign where it's, do you want to donate a dollar, three dollars, five dollars? There's less of a decision that has to be made. But back to Roundup, do all of your locations have Roundup turned on or just a few of them? 
It depends on the time of year, actually. So about two thirds of our restaurants have it on right right now. Um, but we run two national fundraisers. Um, one's going to be in May and one's at the end of the year. And that's really when system-wide we rally our team members as fundraising ambassadors. And we have signage at the drive-thru and in the restaurant promoting it. Um, and so that's there's a big concerted system-wide effort. But then we give our system the opportunity to have Roundup on year-round if, if they so choose. And so about two-thirds of our system does right now, which is awesome. What do you think it prompts them to say, like, yes, I want to have it turned on all the time? Or, you know, what what's their motivation for doing so? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, half the money that we raise in our... So all the money that's raised in the Taco Bell, 100% of it comes back to the Taco Bell Foundation. But we have an interesting way of distributing it then. So... Half of it we use for programs like the Live Long Scholarship, our national programming, um, and some of our national partnerships. And then half of it, we actually work with our franchisees to grant locally in their communities to our youth education partners. So if I'm a franchisee in Chicago and I've raised, I'm making up numbers. Let's say I've raised $100,000 in my restaurants, but 50000 of that, then I can use to support my local youth education nonprofits, whether it's the Boys and Girls Clubs or City Year, Junior Achievement. So our franchisees all around the country are able to do that with the funds they raise. So that allows us to have a broad reach of supporting, you know, 350 organizations a year in local communities. And has that always been the case? Like, have they always been able to route that donation locally? Since I can remember um, that I'm aware of. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. And it's a big part. It's, it's a, you know, I think we want to give back into the communities that we do business, right? So where there's a Taco Bell and, you know, you have team members who work in your restaurant and have families in that community, you want to be able to serve that community and give back. So it's actually a piece of our program that we're incredibly proud of to be able to support that way. So we did $8 million last year and we'll do about $9 million um, in donations that way this year. So. heard me mention this at the top of the show, but I'd like to invite you again to become part of the Cause Talk Radio Cause Crusader community. As a special bonus for signing up, Jen at the Taco Bell Foundation has graciously volunteered to buy lunch at Taco Bell for 20 members of our inner circle. Interested? Sign up today at truestory.fm forward slash cause crusaders and we'll drop a $5 Taco Bell coupon in the mail to you right away. In addition to fun bonuses like lunch at Taco Bell, for just $5 a month as part of the Cause Crusader community, you'll get access to episodes a full week early in your own personal podcast feed, the ability to view live streams of our guest recordings, and more. So be sure to head over to truestory.fm forward slash Cause Crusaders and get signed up today. Um, I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about employees. So you kind of threw your employees a little bit of a curveball this year by saying like, oh, no, we're not going to raise money for Live Moss right now. We're going to raise it for No Kid Hungry. How did they do in raising funds? I mean, were they more motivated, less motivated, confused? Like, how did how did employees do when it came to yeah. asking? Are they still asking, I should ask? Or is it Pinpad that asks? Yeah, we're, we're actually, we're, yeah, you can round up to help um, kids with, pursue their education now. So that's happening in our restaurants currently. But with the pandemic, it was really interesting. I mean, we, I think everyone rallied behind the cause. It was so, I mean, everyone wanted to help that at that point, right? Like, how could you use what you had to help? I mean, people were making PPE and people were doing all sorts of things with their resources they had. And 
we had Roundup. That's what we had access to. So not that youth education is not an important cause, but I think we all know that if you don't eat and you're hungry, you're not getting an education. Like we need to take care of basic needs first. So I, I think in that with schools closing, and like I said, a lot of students losing access to their free and reduced meal plans, it just made a lot of sense for us to pivot. Um, and it was awesome to have the system totally rally behind it. Um, again, to raise four and a half million dollars in a month through Roundup, I mean, that eclipsed anything we had done prior. So there was obviously a lot of heart for it. And it's not that youth education, there's not a heart for it. But I think in that moment and during that time, it was so relevant. And and there was such a great need that everyone wanted to give it their best and do what they could to help. Absolutely. It was so top of mind. Like it was something that more people were aware of than maybe before. And so we've talked about employees. I want to transition again to donations. You've made the donation ask via online orders and the app, if I understand correctly. How did that work? Was it new this year? And if it was, are you planning to continue it after the pandemic is over, whenever that is? Yeah, so Ali, it's interesting. So we actually don't take donations on our mobile platforms yet. We're working hard on okay. it. It's going to come this year. So right now, you can currently round up um, in our dining room, obviously, if they're open. Right. Um, and then at our kiosk in our dining rooms as well. And then in our drive through So this year, we will launch, um, the goal is to launch uh, Roundup in the mobile ordering platform and our e-commerce platform. So that will that will be coming soon. And that's going to be another real great way. We have some exciting ideas on um, how to do it and how to make it fun for customers. So you'll have to stay tuned for that one. That's exciting. So was that because of the pandemic that you decided to integrate this ask through online orders in the app or was that already? No, it's already been in the works. It's just, it's just, you know, a priority, you know, we have to, we have to get that working and it working the right way and the system rallying behind it so that it, it, it's a a great user experience for customers. And so um, one of the pieces coming will be roundup through that platform, which is great. All right. Well, you've indulged me long enough talking about nitty gritty weird details about point of sale (laughs) fundraising. So thank you. Uh, My point of sale bucket is now full. I want to talk a little bit about the scholarship program itself because, you know, you've done a lot. It's not just a scholarship program. You put a lot behind it to support these students, but you also had to do some pivots in 2020 because of the pandemic. So talk about what actually happened with the scholarship recipients in 2020, what was supposed to happen and what you ended up having having to do. And you guys put some really neat stuff into place. So I'd love for people to hear about that as well. Yeah, I think what what we actually are most prideful about with Live Moss Scholarship, it's, I mean, we've given away a lot of money. We have a lot of students um, in need with financial assistance. And it, and I just want to also add that it's not just two, uh, four-year universities. We also support students going to two-year trade vocational school. We really we love non-traditional paths to pursue your passions. So we highly encourage um, young people in those sectors to apply as well. But what's been interesting with the the pandemic is so we, the beyond the money resources are where we we feel like we really connect with our students. And so it's not like I said, not just the financial piece, it's not just winning a twenty five thousand dollars scholarship, but it's how can we get you a mentorship? How can we get you um, find uh, financial literacy courses? How can we help you with your resume and building your network? Um, so all those tools are, are super important to us to add to our students' toolbox. And um, we've done a really good job, I think, of kind of doing them ad hoc in the past. 
you know, as we had opportunities, we'd bring students together, we'd do regional workshops with them, we'd have speakers come in, you know, we'd help, we'd run a few little webinars. But with the pandemic, it really became clear that we didn't want to do ad hoc resources anymore. We really wanted to formalize our resources that all 1,100 of our students are receiving each year. So we're building out that program as we speak. But then what else happened was we were planning our first in-person conference for 500 of our students to come together last summer. And obviously that didn't go as planned. So we pivoted and as everyone was, and we did a virtual um, virtual conference for them. We called it Summer of Inspiration. And it was really fantastic because we had over a thousand students participate. So twice as many as we could have brought together in person. We ran it for six weeks. We had two to three workshops every day, or um, excuse me, every week. And we were able to bring in speakers and guests and you know, create panels that we would have never been able to fly those people all in to Southern California to, to have time together. And so it was such an engaging and um, important event for us. And I think it's something our scholars, it, the, the notes we got, you made, you know, this made my summer. It was, you know, I hadn't been excited for anything this year until this, this summer of inspiration and all that kind of stuff. So you gave me new direction. I'm excited to pursue my passion again. So it just felt really timely and it's great because we're now building our programming for the future and with these learnings in mind, which has been awesome. I was going to ask if you think that, I mean, I'm I'm assuming you're still going to want to bring those scholars together in the future post-pandemic, but do you feel like, you know, maybe part of it can be live streams so you can reach more kids in the future? I mean, what were the things that you feel like you might continue that you learned by having to do that sort of summer of inspiration programming online? Yeah, I think we've all gotten so much more used to doing things virtually, right? But what's also been interesting to see is people have Zoom fatigue now, right? Like things we were doing online in the beginning of the pandemic that were, totally. you know, you were like doing your cooking class or you were like having Zoom parties. Everyone's now over it because we've been doing it for so long to some degree. So we've seen from some of our nonprofit partners that um, attendance rates for webinars and Zoom events has just been declining because of Zoom fatigue, right? So we are very aware of that and are trying to, yeah, to your point, come up with a a hybrid system that allows for some things to be virtual and some things to be in person when we can get back together in person. And I think think that's going to be such a a happy compromise and and a great place to, to live moving forward. Well, Jen, this has been such a wonderful conversation. And I probably am speaking for Megan saying that she's thrilled to hear all the nitty gritty details of your roundup campaign. So thank you for joining us, sharing your insights. Where can people learn more about Live Moss and the Taco Bell Foundation online if they'd like to do that? www.tacobellfoundation.org is the is all the details. You can learn about rounding up. You can learn about the nonprofits we support. You can learn about Live Moss Scholarship. Our application deadline actually just closed for Live Moss Scholarship last week, but we will be excited to share our new class of winners in May. And then obviously all the the nonprofits we're going to be able to grant money to this summer as well. So come visit us online. That's awesome. And we'll put a link to that in the show notes, as well as to your winning Halo video that Allie was referencing earlier. So people can see Megan's story, not my story, but Taco Bell Megan's story, which you can find all of those show notes online at engageforgood.com. Jen, thanks again for being with us today. We'll look forward to learning about this year's uh, scholarship winners and continuing the conversation. Thanks. 